You're welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Miracles are not a coincidence. Amen. Miracles are not a coincidence. They are not. They are deliberate acts of God. Deliberate acts of God. They can be repeated again and again. If you are doing any other thing apart from listening, you are not acting like you have wisdom. Listen. I'll repeat what I said again. Miracles are not a coincidence. They are deliberate acts of God. They can be repeated again and again. So I don't know what it is you're going through or what's going on in your life. You can receive a miracle. You can receive a miracle. We were students on campus and some people didn't like us because they felt that we were too zealous for the things of God. But you see, we kept having, the results were so consistent that they gave up. Are you understanding me? If you think it's by chance, they gave up. They gave up. They gave up. We were preparing for a course. And so I sat down. I read and read and read. And I was tired. I thought, you know that kind of reading where you don't care whether they will not bring what you didn't read. Are you understanding me? Because what, what you've read, you, <laughs> you're not willing to read anymore. It, it, you know that type in pigeon, you say, he consigned the lecturer. Are you understanding me? Whatever he wants to set is his business. Are you understanding me? I'm, I've read to the full. But there was that fear. That what if, what if? So I stood up. I remember it because that was the first conscious time I was doing that. I said, praying in tongues. Left them. They said, What are you doing? I just was praying in tongues. Then I came back, sat down. I think it was a physics course. As I sat down, I flipped my page. Uh, I'm trying to remember, it's a magnetic uh, phenomenon, something induction, something. I can't remember what it was now. Something loops, something. So, I said, it's a topic in the book. And I said, let's read this. <laughs> One or two people read it. The exam focused on that part. Amen. So when we came to read again, as I stood up to walk, they followed me. Nobody was playing again. Are you understanding me? So what's the Lord say? <laughs> I say, he says, you read the old textbook. You read the old textbook. <laughs> Amen. You know, but the point I'm making is, you know, some, because there are some of you in this church that I'm addressing because you could see testimony and miracles break out and somehow you could think it's just a coincidence. 
No. It cannot be. It cannot be. Unless you are a coincidence. Because the things that happen here, they are more sure than you, some of you here. So we have this exam, a test. And uh, we used to pray sometimes and say we cancel the test and all that and all that and all that. Don't try this at home. Amen. <laughs> We're canceling tests. I'm here now. I, I, see, I finished the school. Amen. Uh, I'm a chemical engineer. Amen. So we used to cancel the test. And some people are, so one day, we're going for a class. And um, on our way, all those kind of believers were not saying, this test is going to be hard. Someone now turned and now said, if we have to cancel the test, I cancel this one. It's not the one now that, uh, this cancel this one. I don't know how he said it, but I was just offended. I still remember the spot where I stood. I said, do you think we're play- this thing is a joke? He said, cancel this one. I said, okay, it is cancelled. He said, I better go, go and write your test. I said, I said, it's cancelled. I started going back to my room. He said, come and write your test. I said, it is cancelled. I went to my room. Sat down. The class was full. Lecture at income. When they fixed the text second time, the man told us, he said, I kept trying to come. One thing or the other was hindering me. I really wanted to give you a test. Don't think that I want to give you a test that day, but I don't know why, you know. These are, well, but we are here now. We are going to have the test. It was not for me. It was a sign for them. It was a sign for them. So these things are deliberate. My kids travel... Um, not travel, they went to their grandparents' place. This was years ago. We were here and um, we're here around Jerry here and then my kids were far away. I wasn't praying. So I tapped my wife and I said, the children have just come out of the gate in the house, in my, my father's house. She said, no. I said, they are not in the compound. She said, no, they are in the compound. I said, call my sister. Call me. I said, call her. They picked the phone and called her. Where are you people? Say, oh, we just, we strode out. It's not accident. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's not accident. No accident. Deliberate. I said, they just, they left, they are not in the premises. I said, no, they'll be, uh, I said, they are not in the premises. Call. Miracles are not a coincidence. They're not. The walkings of the Spirit are not accidents. Amen. They're not. And it is important that you embrace them for what they are. And that's why we're talking about the good fight. Amen. Let me say the good fight. Say again, the good fight. I will speak briefly, but I will talk very fast. 
Amen. Because there is a body of truth I must pass across to you tonight. First Timothy 6 verse 12. Are you there? It says, fight the good fight of faith. This is the authorized fight for you. Don't fight your landlord. Don't fight. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Don't fight your business partner. This is the God-ordained fight. The fight you have been called onto. If you fight this fight, you won't have to fight any other fight. Amen. Are you hearing me? Say the good fight. Say the good fight. The Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. In essence, he's saying that you've been called unto eternal life. Amen. Now, you cannot lay hold on eternal life if you don't fight. Amen. Amen. Eternal life could be slippery. Amen. So the one that does is not willing to fight. Oh, they said, if you are born again, you are a new creature. But I still feel like a, an old bad creature. Amen. They say, if you are born again, you are healed. But I'm still sick. They say, if you are born again, you will stop telling lies. But I, before I think, lies are coming out from my mouth. Glory to God. They said, if you are born again, you will not have the desires you used to have before you got born again. But I, I don't know what's happening to me. Now, that's why the scripture says fight. I would say fight. The good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Now, the lay hold, the word lay hold there means to seize it and make it yours. Amen. Not just something that happens somewhere to somebody. It should be something that happened to you. Amen. Everything you read in scripture can be your experience. But you have to be willing to what? Fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. If you lay hold on that life of God. Amen. See, in today's English, he's saying that let eternal things be real to you. Amen. We live within the confines of time. So time is real to us. The morning is real to you. Evening is real to you. Afternoon is real to you. He's saying that the same way that the world of matter is real to you, let the world of the spirits be also real to you. Amen. Did, did you get what I just said? You know, the world of matter is so real to you. Say, no, no, no. You know, if, if someone came to tell you that, ah, there, there, was, there was no pulpit in front of the church. You said, no, there was a pulpit in front of the church. 
Say no, there was no poop. He said no, there was. Then we come back into the hall and there's no poopy. They say, no, no, it was there. Somebody must have moved it. I saw it. Uh-huh. In pidgin English, you, you, I don't know where that came from. Amen. Amen. I saw it. Is it a language? Is Yoruba, Igbo, Koro, Koro, is it a language? Is it a language? I don't know. It's pidgin, right? It's not any tribe. But all of us understand it. Okay. So someone saying, I saw it. it. It was there. He will come and say, it was here. Yeah, yeah. I remember the story about a man that they snatched his car. He parked his car somewhere. And when he came back, went in and came out, the car was gone. He couldn't believe the car was gone. So he was looking at the ground where he parked. You know, in the shock of no, it is, it is, the car was here. How can it be here and not be here again? It was here and now it's not here. So, in the same way that somebody will die, <laughs> he would rather die than to change his confession. Are you understanding me? No, no, no. You, they say, no, I'm telling you. He said, it was there. What are you telling me? The scripture is saying that if you lay hold on eternal life, that's how someone will tell you, no, you are not healed. You say you don't understand. Healing is mine. Amen. You say you don't understand. I'm a child of God. <laughs> oh, a, 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 a minister said he was sick. He was sick with all the symptoms of sickness. But then he was learning the scripture in Isaiah that said, no inhabitant of Zion shall say they are sick. So he said, confessing that and said, declaring, I am healed. I cannot be sick, I'm healed. Then, just about that time, he came down with all the symptoms of malaria. So when they came, his friends came, he said, What's you? he couldn't even stand up. They said, you are sick. He said, no, the habitat of Zion cannot be sick. <laughs> he said, no, no. You know, they said, we agree, but you are sick. He said, no, I'm not sick, I'm, I'm healed. The life of God is at work in me. They carried him. He couldn't even resist them and took him to the hospital. We got to the hospital. As he was there, the doctor came to put to, to treat him. He was still saying, Why are you treating a healed man? <laughs> talking. He was still talking. He didn't stop talking. He's trying to treat a healed man. I am healed. They now started doing tests. Every test they did came out negative. They will do this. He cannot stand up. But when they do the test, they say, ah, there's no um, typhoid. It's, I told you I'm healed. <laughs> you check. Ah, there's no malaria. This thing. He said, I told you I'm healed. He talked like that until his body agreed. You didn't hear me well. You didn't hear me well. Until his body agreed. That's what it means to lay hold. To lay hold. Meaning that these things of the Spirit, they have become real to you. For it to be real to you, you have to fight through the obstacles in your mind. Amen. Are you listening to me? You have to fight through the obstacles in your mind.
one thing that Smith Wigglesworth knew is not just faith, persistent faith, a faith that says, never says no. Amen. They brought <laughs> some fellow that was sick for Smith to, the guy was sick. So when Smith also raised him to pray for him, he said, stand up. He now died. <laughs> he now died. Smith Wigglesworth dragged his corpse, raised it on the wall. And said, you don't die on me. Wake up! Left him. He fell. Picked him up. Said, don't die on me. Wake up! He fell. Picked him up. Said, you can't die on me. Wake up! And the man woke up. Listen. You know what? That is laying hold on eternal life. Meaning that he's not trying something. You say, wake up, oh, hey, they will arrest me. No, 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 no. He wasn't trying out something. This thing he's dealing with is real. Corey Blake. Corey Blake is the minister of the gospel. Um, one of the descendants of John G. Lake. He's still alive. He had a daughter that had a deformity. She had a deformity that one in how many hundred of children had. She had a tongue that was so long it came out of her mouth. So they had to hang something on her head and put the tongue inside. They hang something and then put her tongue in it. And because it was like that, he always got sore. I to bleed from time to time. They would rush out to the hospital. They can't leave 10 minutes. They can't leave anywhere that's more than 10 minutes from a hospital. So they would rush out to the hospital. Every time she has a crisis like that, like she finally died. He said he reached out to every minister he knew to pray for his daughter. She died. He started crying. And he made a vow to God, I'm going to lend this faith in such a way that nobody's daughter will die on them. Amen. He said, for what Satan did to me, he won't do it to another person. Then they had another child. And one day, they were downstairs and she fell from upstairs. You know, listen, Satan will not stop what he did last year you will have to stop him. He never stops on his own. If he made you fail last year, he will make you fail again this year, except you stop him. The same man, again, now his daughter. But he said, by that time, he has started learning, going for all the Bible trainings, and learning about his studying God's word by himself, crying, studying while praying. He went to Lester Sumrall, sat under his ministry to learn about faith, and all that, and all that. Then he began to see that, no, 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 no. It, it can happen. In the midst of that, Satan came, and his daughter fell, her skull cracked, and she fell to the ground. Just as he ran to the place, the fear that lost another daughter again. He said, No. He knelt down there, put the cracked skull together. Sarah quoting Psalm 118. 
You shall live and not die, but declare the works of the Lord. You shall live and not die, but declare the Lord in the name of Jesus. He said it over and over again. He said for up to about 30 minutes, he was saying the same thing. Saying the same thing. Saying the same thing. Until she sneezed. They now rushed her to the hospital. That lady is the woman now. She's alive. You need to hear testimonies like this. Because this year, if you want to see increase, you have to fight for increase. Did you hear me? You have to fight. Listen, Satan wants to constrain you. He wants to restrain you. He wants to cage you. He doesn't want you to go. See, he, he will keep closing the borders on you. Are you understanding me? Before now, you had this kind of space. As you are going and you are not conscious, he will narrow the space. He will narrow the space. He will narrow the space. You have to fight for increase. Are you understanding me? You have to fight for increase. Extend your borders of influence. Deliberately. Are we together? So the scripture said, lay hold on eternal life. What is saying that for you to lay hold, you have to fight. There are several things that will happen. Paul was writing to Timothy and then he said to him in 2 Timothy 4 verse 7. He said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Now, there are two aspects. I mentioned it on Sunday. The first aspect is fighting to finish your course. The second aspect is fighting to keep the faith. Did you hear me? What does it mean to finish your course? The word course there is dromos in Greek. It means your career, your spiritual career. We all have spiritual careers. Amen. Am I communicating? Your course is your spiritual career. It means that it has a start and a finish. It has the edge phase of it. The edge phase of it has a start and a finish. Amen. That's what you call your calling in God. Amen. To finish it. Satan will not want you to finish it. Everybody that God gave a career, Satan fought for them not to finish it. Should I give examples? Moses was given a career to take the children of Israel out, phase one, to bring them in, phase two. He didn't do phase two. Amen. Am I communicating? He brought them out, but he couldn't bring them in. Joshua brought them in. Glory to God. The Bible told us about how that um, David served in his generation according to the will of God. Amen. Meaning that he finished his course. There's something God destined for him to, to accomplish. And he did it. We're told about John the Baptist and several other characters. Let's look at Acts 20 verse 24. In Acts 20 24, the scripture says something very important there. He says, but none of Paul was speaking. He said, but none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself. So that what? I might finish my cause with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. That means Paul is saying, I don't care about anything. My focus, the fight here is to finish my cause. My prayer is everyone under the sound of my voice will finish their cause in the name of Jesus. You finish the cause, you will finish it. Now, to finish your cause, you will have to fight 
the good fight of faith. Glory to God. Because there will be resistance. You say, okay, I've made up my mind. You could even be within a local assembly. You say, I've made up my mind now. I'm going to be committed to the ushering department. I'm going to ensure that's the area that God called me to. That as you made up your mind. The day you pray the prayer of consecration and cried and stood up. That's the day your leader will annoy you. You say, do you know you're the worst usher in this church? I don't even know what you're doing in the ushering team. If you don't want to be serious with us, you are better leave the ushering team because I want to work with serious people. You know what is happening? Opportunity for offense has come. Amen. Are we together? Satan is preparing you to be offended so that you will not finish your course. Listen, if you are someone that easily gets offended, you will not finish your course. You will not finish your course. Everything offends you. Everything offends you. So why are you not in that department? I don't like nonsense. My brother, this year, please tolerate nonsense. There are some, there are some assignments of God over your life that you have to walk through nonsense to accomplish it. Did you hear what I said? You have to pass through. Though I walk through the valley of nonsense. Amen. I just heard me. You will walk through nonsense to accomplish it. Some of that you call nonsense is training for you. Amen. To give you sense. Amen. Are you with me today? So you must understand that. So you will fight to finish your course. Because you say, ah, so, so I say, um, you know, there are some people that even go to places. You see, that you have found the place that God wants you to be does not mean you will stay true. Amen. No. Someone can even lead, God can even lead you to a mentor or someone that will train you or prepare you for something and probably will come out of it. Amen. Are we together? Some of you don't understand. Look at the story of Elisha and Elijah. The Bible didn't give us any likable impression of Elijah. Elijah was not like Pastor T.B. Peters. I know I, was, I am much better. Amen. Elijah was not a smiling man of God. That children will be running to him, say, Ah, Pastor, how are you? No, no, no. Like, Arr! I'll blaze you now. <laughs> you read the scriptures. I was in Elisha now, where they said that, it was Elijah, I guess, where they said that some young men were abusing him. Young people, teenagers, if you read the scripture, okay, like teenagers, were abusing him, old bad hair, old bad hair, abusing him. He commanded bears to come out from the bush and devour them. Who does that? Are you understanding me? You think after that, the parents of that, those children will be clapping and be, be watching his TV program. No, I'm asking you now. Isn't they'll be watching his TV program and clapping? Glory! Hallelujah! See the man that he's not a man of God, he's a killer! <laughs> Blood is on his head! 
but God will still use him. Your judgment does not affect God's hand upon the man's life in any way. Does it? At the day you understand it, you'll be amazed. It will help your destiny. Whether you like the man of God, you don't like the man of God, your likeness does not increase or decrease the oil upon his life. Does it? So, Elijah had associate pastor Elijah in training. It's the time that he comes here and sees Elijah eating. He says, you are eating? You want to be a man of a prophet and you are eating? You are, you are eating. Pour that food on your head now. He was not nice at all. He was not nice. You see even the way they were relating. You see that there's something that you just be nice. Are you understanding me? Okay, let's start with how he even called him to follow him. Now, this is a man, Elijah, God told him. Anoint Elijah in your place. Are you understanding me? God told him that the man in your place is Elisha. Are you not supposed you, wouldn't you even respect the person? So, um, Elisha, let me see you. Actually, the Lord spoke to Has God been talking to you? The Lord spoke to me that you're going to be... That's not how. He was just passing. Took his jacket, touched him as he's going. If you like, follow me. If you like, don't follow me. No discussion. He just took his mantle and hit the man and kept going. Elijah is the one that picked that. This, they all knew Elijah. I just said, ah, this is not ordinary. He now ran and said, sir, sorry. Let me just settle my people. I'll come and follow you. He said, that's your business. That's the literal, what he said to him. That's your business. He kept going. So he came and told his family that he's following the man of God. He's going to serve in Renaissance Assembly all his life. I understand. Some of you need to tell your, children, your parents. Amen. He said, I, I'm going to serve all my life. <laughs> he killed oxen, shared for them. Then he started following him. He was following Elisha. There was no cordiality ever expressed in Scripture. Glory to God. I don't think they had conversations. You say, hey, man of God, um, how, how will I know that the Spirit of God is speaking to me? If you like, no. If you like, don't know. It's your business. <laughs> now, Elijah didn't seem to have a relationship even with the people called the sons of the prophets. People believe it's like a Bible school or whatever where people that were being trained in ministry were involved in. And they were all talking, saying, hey. all of them, because they are sons of prophets, means that everybody has some prophetic gift working in his life. And so they were like, I, I, they picked in their spirit that it was time for Elijah to go. And they used to taunt Elisha, follow, follow. You know how people talk down people that follow men of God? Amen. They are still foolish. The wisest thing to do is to follow the anointing. Amen. Amen. It's the wisest thing to do. So he said, uh, we'll see what will happen to you after Elijah is gone. He's going today. He said, hold your peace. Hold your peace. On their way. He said, what do you want me to do for you? Elijah, Elijah said, I want a double portion of your spirit. You know what he told him? He said, if you see me, when I'm going. Amen. That is naturally impossible. If you see me when I'm going, you have it. If you don't see me. <laughs> so Elisha is following him up and down. 
Now, if that's the condition, listen up. If the condition is that you see me, why will you get to Gilgal? You know, say, all right, you can go back from here now. I, I, hello, are you hearing me? Because you say, you can go back from here now. Don't worry, you don't have to follow me again. You can go back. I, sure, I relieve you of being in this ministry. Amen. It is these evil pastors that are telling people not to go. Elijah was, Elijah was telling them to go. Amen. I, well, I don't want to again. Go. Gilgas, Elijah, Elijah said, no, I will follow you. So, okay. He went to Bethel. He got to Bethel. The man was still following him. He said, yeah, you can go back. You can go back. Ah, but you are the one that said that if I see you, how will I see you if I go back? <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Are you getting what we're saying? Elisha had to fight. Amen. He had a boss that was not, it didn't look like it was after his interest. Amen. Amen. He fought. He didn't say, ah, are there no other men of God? Ah, 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 ah. Is there only Elisha International, Elijah International Ministry? Across the road, there's also, ah, ah, what is that, Steph? He followed him. They got to Jericho. They got to Jordan. Amen. It was at that point the whirlwind came and the chariot and the whirlwind took him. Praise God. He said, My father, my father, the horsemen, the chariots of Israel, the horsemen thereof. And then the mantle fell. Amen. He picked it. Who remembers what he went through? Amen. Who remembers? So let me tell your neighbor, accommodate your own nonsense. Amen. Amen. Tolerate your own portion of nonsense. Amen. Tolerate your own portion of nonsense. If you look through scriptures, you see several instances. Imagine Paul writing to Galatians. They say, Oh foolish Galatians. If you read, if they gave, if, if your cell leader sent you a text message, Oh foolish Remar cell members. Oh foolish, foolish, uh, what's your team now? Streams. Oh foolish stream members. You know what's going to happen? You will save that message. Archive it. But Paul was writing to them. He said, Oh foolish Galatians, who had bewitched you? Now, it's not just that you are foolish. You are also bewitched. You are bewitched fools. Ay, 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 ay. Are we together? That was to Galatian church too. When you go to Corinthians, they say, You are carnal! Um, let's say, Canal, where's Canal? Where's that Canal brother now? <laughs> Sister Canal. Brother Canal. If they called you Canal, even, even the Canal one, because he's Canal. <laughs> when you call me Canal, you know, George. <laughs> 
But you are carnal now. <laughs> what should they call you? Spiritual. If they even call you spiritual, will you be happy? He said, you are mocking me. <laughs> Paul told them, you are carnal. They did not protest. Amen. They did not protest. Hallelujah. In this fight, you have to fight against elements in your personality that will not allow you to yield to the workings of the Spirit. Did you hear me? There are some people that, you know, there are some people are very conscious about age. Hello? So people are just saying, yes, two. How old are you? What? What, what are you doing with age? Say, how old are you? How old are you? Say, oh, well, I'm 52. Hmm. 52. Which month? You say, August. Say, hey, me, I'm February. So I am four months or six months older than you. Amen. You're older than all the people you are older than. What have you done with it? Amen. <laughs> There's a man that used to say, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not a small boy. I'm not a, every time, I'm not a small boy. It's because he's a small boy. Look to God. He's a small boy. <laughs> that thing you are telling people, you should be meditating on it by yourself. Amen. Until you believe that you are not a small boy. Because you don't actually believe it. It's just like I just come and say, hmm. you think I'm a short man. <laughs> you think I'm a short man? Who's <laughs> arguing with you? <laughs> Anything you think, take it. <laughs> Glory to God. Am I communicating? <laughs> the point is this. If you're that kind of person, you're so conscious of age. In your destiny part one day, God will put you in that you're 52. You'll be around 22, 23, 24. They'll say, hurry now, we won't go with the old man, do quick. They'll remind you. But that place, if you didn't finish what God wanted you to do there, you will not advance. Amen. Am I communicating? Until you on where that thing, that consciousness of your age. Amen. There are some people that behave like that, I wonder. But you know what happens to them? You know, when we were younger, one of the ways you know that you are getting old. Do you know? Should I tell you one of the ways? I'll tell you one of the ways. Is when doctors that are treating the hospital are now looking young. It means you are getting old. 
Are you listening to me? He said, I see this young doctor. If you start feeling like they are young, it means you are getting old. Because when you are young, the doctors were looking like mature people. Are you understanding me? Uh, but now, they are looking like, ah. Or you enter the bank, you see your classmates. You enter the bank, they are calling you uncle. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? So if you are conscious of that, you have challenges. So you have to fight those elements in your personality that will hinder you from following the program of God for your life. If not, you won't finish your course. Hallelujah. My prayer is that no one here will do their course halfway. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Help me tell someone, finish your course. Say again, finish your course. Fight to finish your course. Amen. Amen. Let's suppose the Spirit of God puts you on a prayer program. And you've been praying. Issues will come up to hinder you from praying. Some of you want to finish your Bible this year. Alright? That finishing of your Bible this year, it has something to do with your destiny. Glory to God. There are some scriptures that if you don't come in contact with them, you will struggle. Amen. Are you listening to me? If you don't come in contact with those scriptures, you will struggle. And that's why he's leading you to study your Bible. So that you will come in contact with the title deeds. Amen. That you will need when you appear, maybe in the month of October or next year. Amen. If you face a challenge and you're praying but the strength to pray through is not there. Most of the time it is because when the strength was supplied, you didn't take it. Amen. Are you listening to me? When the revelation was given, you didn't take it. There's nothing that's going to happen to you this year that God had not attempted to prepare you for before it will happen. Are you hearing me? Nothing. But some people didn't stay through to learn it. They were in a hurry. In the city of Abuja, there was a complaint. I don't know if it's better now. In the early years, they had artisans. We call them carpenters, bricklayers, artisans. That if you go to, you go to those early years, let's, let's say, uh, early 2005, 6, 7, all those years. You go to Abuja, you see a beautiful house. Wonderful. But the curtain is like this. So why is this curtain like this? The one stupid guy that we paid money. You see a dining chair, fantastic. But the leg is shaking. And it's new. Or it's supposed to be a wooden chair, but it has injured many people because they didn't, they didn't do the finishing properly. I understand me. It has sharp edges. It has injured everybody in that house. Why? They now discovered that when Abuja opened up, especially in the democratic era, you know, after the Abacha time, 
A lot of people say entering Abuja from the south here, east, entering Abuja to go and live. Some of them that were learning under their masters, they heard that there's money in Abuja that if you want to do table, that they will charge you 15,000. In Abuja, someone will pay 150. Eh? I'm going to Abuja. So they didn't finish learning work. Amen. <laughs> and they all went to Abuja. They learned how to make leg of chair. They didn't know how to make the table, the cover. You can be a Bavari guys. You do your hand like this. This side will fall out. The tailor that stood, he didn't finish learning work. Are you listening to me? May you not be like that. That you didn't finish learning before the experience came. Amen. Are we together? You know that kind of tailor? They will pay him the first day. Pay him for, after a while, everybody will know that he does not know the work. And every other door will close. Lift your hands and say, In the name of Jesus, I receive stamina to fight my fight and to finish my cause. Say again, I receive stamina to fight my fight and finish my cause. Just give me a few minutes. Listen. Your fight might be different from my fight, but everybody has this fight of faith. Amen. Are we together? Everybody has this fight of faith. For me, it might be that, oh, for me to achieve so, 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 I, we all have issues with our parents too. We had issues with our parents. We had pressure, parental pressure. Your parents want you to do this, they want you, you know, they have your life planned out. Are you understanding me? They have it planned. I'm the first son of my parents. So they have my life planned out. Alright, this is what you are now. By this time it's going to be doing that. Then, suddenly now, you are doing like you are not following that path. The most brutal wars are family wars. Are you understanding me? Are family wars. Family disputes are most brutal. Because you know my secret, I know your secrets. Amen. Amen. But that was our fight. Glory to God. It was our fight at that time. There is your own fight going on now. Amen. Win it. Fight and win. That's why it's called a good fight. You are supposed to what? Win. Some of you, your fight now is your job. Because of your job, you cannot even pray. You cannot read your Bible. It's not the kind of job you are even, you are even doing. You cannot even say you are a Christian in the job. Amen. When they say, all these mumu Christians are there, you say, <laughs> you will join them and be laughing. <laughs> you cannot say, why would you say that? You can't say it. Because of, it's not salary, it's salary. You can't say it. And then the Spirit of God is telling you, leave the job. Amen. I will take care of you. Leave the job. I will take care of you. That's your fight. Glory to God. It's your fight. Say, hey, if I leave the job, what will I do? Spiritual things have to be real to you. Amen. The leading of God has to be real to you. Amen. It has to be real to you. Your fight might be that a door has opened for you to travel to Germany. 
But you know that if you go to Germany, <laughs> your spiritual life is finished. You know. You know. But anytime you look at the pictures of Germany, you see yourself there. Say, all dying, I die. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> Have you heard people say that? <laughs> say, uh, I'm going. That's your fight. Glory to God. Let's rise to our feet. Just in a minute, I want you to pray for the fight of 2020. That you will win your own fight. Amen. Open your mouth and pray. Your fight. Your fight. Is it in your marriage? Is it in your finances? Is it in your career? Is it in your spiritual? That you will win this year. You will win your fight. Just if, if a minute or two, just pray for yourself. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded.